Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. You're listening to The Morning Mix here on RNIB Connect Radio. Now it's take a break time and the very lovely Alex Granger joins us. Hello, Alex. Hello. How are you this week? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Oh, I'm good, thanks. I'm good. I'm kind of, um, you know, I, I can't get used to you guys being with us on a Tuesday. I'm so used to it being a Thursday that um, whenever <laughs> I speak to you, I kind of think, oh my goodness, I can't believe it's nearly the weekend. And then I kind of oh, snap no. back into reality. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. Oh, not at all, not at all. You've made my day. You really, really have. I love speaking to you. And uh, it's great because uh, I feel really privileged. We've had you, that's, that's had you two weeks in a row now. You have, yes. So I'm doing something right, definitely. Well, listen, uh, you guys are always doing something right because the brand new copy of Take a Break magazine, it's still available. Uh, I know we've got another copy coming out on Thursday, but uh, you can still get the current issue. And it's brilliant, as always. Now, we're taking a look at a rather serious story today and uh, this is about a lady called Emma and it's called mental abuse. Emma sat by the seafront giggling with friends when she noticed a man watching her. Her friend Charlie smiled saying he's looking at you. She blushed and replied don't be daft. Age 16 Emma had dropped out of school and spent most of her time hanging around the sea wall gossiping. When she looked over again they locked eyes and she felt a sudden rush of excitement. The man sauntered over and said to Emma, Hi, I'm Kevin. Want to meet up sometime? He had piercing blue eyes and he was clearly older, so Emma felt flattered by the attention. She had never had a proper boyfriend before, but they quickly became a couple. On dates, they would share a takeaway on a park bench or hang out at his bedsit. Her friends were impressed she was in a serious relationship, but after a short time, Kevin grew irritated. One day he turned to her and said, I don't want you going out with them. You have me now. Emma was frightened of losing them, him, so she said, OK, I won't. After six weeks, she fell pregnant. Emma was thrilled, but Kevin was emotionless when she told him. As her bump grew, she became more isolated. One day, when Charlie came to visit, Kevin got angry. He shouted at him, You're not to come round here anymore. After that, Emma didn't see Charlie again. Kevin even started to grow resentful of her family. She missed her mum and said, I need to see her. Kevin replied, she's never done anything for you. I'm the only one who's done something for you. In the morning, he apologised. Emma wanted the relationship to work, so after that, she didn't see her mum. Eventually, she went into labour three weeks early. Kevin drove her to hospital, where she gave birth to a son, who they also named Kevin. He weighed just four pounds, three ounces, and she spent a week in hospital with him. Kevin visited daily, but he complained and said, all I do is spend my time here. One day, a nurse came in and said, you have a surprise visitor. She was delighted when mum appeared at her bedside. Is this my grandchild? Her mum asked. She loved cooing over the baby, but Emma was anxious Kevin would walk in. She knew he would be angry to see mum, so she hurried her along. When they finally returned home from hospital, the flat was a tip. Emma said, what's happened here? Kevin replied, I've been celebrating. But after that, Kevin didn't pay her or the baby much attention. He'd come home from his labourer job, shower and go straight out again to see his friends. At nights, Emma would cry herself to sleep. At one point, she was so unhappy, she moved back in with her mum. But Kevin promised he had changed, so she went back. 
Emma said, I'm still going to see my mum. He agreed, but banned her friends. He said they were jealous and even accused her of having an affair. It was nonsense, but there was no getting through to him. They were both surprised when she fell pregnant again a couple of months later and gave birth to another boy, Charlie. Emma thought Kevin would be happy, but he said, I don't believe Charlie is mine. He was barely around, but his imagination spiralled out of control. He'd ring Emma and say, I just saw you kissing another man in the street. I'm at my mum's, she'd reply, horrified. Things got so bad, Emma couldn't even go to the hairdresser for fear of causing a row. But she told herself, he only acts this way because he loves me. She was so emotionally worn down that she didn't have the strength to leave. She was financially dependent on Kevin and isolated from everyone she loved. She felt worthless. For years, Emma tried to make the best of things. After all, she wanted her boys to have a father. But by the time their eldest was 17, Kevin took to patting her down, looking for a secret hidden phone. Then he said, take off your clothes. Emma cried as he made her strip naked and checked every inch of her body for marks. There's nobody else, Kevin, she insisted. But he was convinced she would find proof, he would find proof she was cheating. Kevin wanted to control every area of her life. He told her when to go to bed and made her sleep next to him on the sofa. You'll only sneak out of the bedroom window otherwise, he said. He locked the doors and kept the keys on him at night to make sure she didn't disappear. Terrified, Emma did what he said. She was so anxious she was even referred for counselling, but Kevin wouldn't let her go to the appointments. One day, Emma found a recording device in a kitchen drawer at their home. She knew Kevin had put it there and said, Why are you recording me? I haven't done anything wrong. He replied, You have to be honest with me. He changed her social media passwords and read her texts. Sometimes he'd confiscate her phone altogether. She couldn't even read magazines because he said she should be paying attention to him. One night, during a blazing row, Kevin said, You're having an affair. Despite her denials, he ripped her shirt and the top she was wearing underneath. Suddenly their son, Kevin, appeared from his room and shouted, What do you think you're doing? Get off her. With that, his dad ran out of the house. Unable to take any more, Emma called the police. When they arrived, she told them everything. I feel like a prisoner, she said in tears. He videos my every move and even strip searches me. To her relief, they took her seriously. The police arrested Kevin and charged him with controlling of coercive behaviour under the Serious Crime Act 2015. He was one of the first people in Britain to be prosecuted under the new law to crack down on abusive relationships. In time, he appeared at Canterbury Crown Court, where he pleaded guilty. A psychiatrist concluded that he suffered from obsessive jealousy and had an underlying personality disorder with paranoia traits. Judge Simon James heard that Kevin had formed an erroneous view that Emma was having an affair. He told the court he had controlled her using an environment of fear and threats and fabricated evidence to support his suspicions. He jailed Kevin for two years, saying he had shown no real remorse for the considerable anguish he had put Emma through. Now looking back, Emma can't believe she endured Kevin's behaviour for so long. She convinced herself he only behaved that way because he cares. But someone who loves you would never try to intimidate you or control you. Emma's only wish is that she had realised sooner. You know, it's so easy when you're in an abusive relationship to 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 really believe that the person is really looking out for your own you know best interest and it's mm. because you're looking for for that love and approval and 
you know, constantly trying to make that person happy. And it's, 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 it's a form of brainwashing, actually. It's, it's absolutely dreadful. And we hear it so many times, time and time again, you know, on television programs and in magazines. It's just incredible mm. how this goes on. And with her only being 16 when they met, you know, so impressionable and, and no real experience of, of having a boyfriend or, you know, real life. No, she just grew up with him, didn't she? She did, she did. Oh, gosh. Do you know something? I'm so glad she's away from him. And I'm mm. glad that actually, you know, he was at least, you know, decent enough to, if that, if you can call it that, but but to plead guilty for what he did. Um, because, you know, I think if he, if he needs help in the future or if he wants to change in the future, then he has got to admit that what he did was, was wrong. Yeah. But then, you know, sometimes you think, well, did he do that to get a lesser sentence? So, you know, it's difficult. Mm, I think it was good that, well, she was worried the police weren't going to take her seriously, but they did, so that was a massive step forward for her. Absolutely. Well, listen, Alex, it's been a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much for taking us through that story. And obviously, there's more stories uh, like that. Happy and sad and take a break yes. uh, this week. So uh, do go out and get the current copy. It's still out. Uh, if you can't and you want to take a uh, look online, have you got the web address? I do. It's www.takeabreak.co.uk. And it is, of course, fully accessible. Alex, you have a great week and we'll speak to you again very soon here in RNIB Connect Radio. Thanks for joining us. Thank you very much. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.